0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode 45 where we're live with Box Score Sports. I'm your temporary fill-in host, Alex, filling in for Brad, who's still dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane. I almost said Katrina. Ian down in Florida. Uh to my understanding, he's doing good. He's 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 healthy, he's he's safe, his family's safe, his house is safe. Uh I have some family down there, they're doing okay, so obviously that's what's most important. Hopefully, everybody down in Florida or that surrounding area that was affected by that storm is doing okay and kind of uh what's the word mitigated that damage as best they could um and hopefully uh hopefully it all clears up for you guys down there with all that being said let's go into the storylines for this week we have the nfl week four recap the college football week five recap then we'll go into the new top 10 in college football as well as this weekend's preview we have a NFL week five preview, the biggest NFL takeaways through about a quarter of the season. Uh, and if you can't tell, it's a lot of football this week. But, you know, we love football. It's fall. It's October. Let's enjoy it. It's Friday, October 7th. Let's talk football, ladies and gentlemen. And then to wrap it all off for our main storylines, we have our MLB playoff picture because I can't just talk about football. We got some playoffs coming. That's kind of important. And then I'll wrap off this week's episode with your favorite segment of the week of the episode. That would be fast break to kick you off into your weekend. So with all that being said, you just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, here we are. Uh, Let's get right into it. Let's just talk about some things. We got a lot to talk about. Um, There was a lot of football that was played and there was some controversy uh, regarding last Thursday's game. Obviously, we're going to get into that a little bit. But before we do, uh, let's just do this recap. Uh, I'm sure you guys already know the scores, but you know what? I'm going to go over them just in case you didn't add a little bit more entertainment value. So here we go. Obviously, we had last week's Thursday night football game. We had the Dolphins going into the Bengals where Tua had probably one of the scariest hits I've ever seen in my life watching football football Uh, big deal there we will get on to the like I said I mentioned it already we'll get into that in a minute here Uh, we had the Bengals win 27 to 15 over Miami following that on Sunday morning we had our London game we had the Vikings top the Saints 28 to 25 then we had my least favorite game of the week the game I was actually in attendance for Seattle winning over Detroit 48 to 45 wow that was a big score then you had the Jets getting their second win of the season over the Steelers, twenty-four to twenty, with Zach Wilson returning. You had the Giants win twenty to twelve against the Bears. The Titans topped the Colts, twenty-four to seventeen. The Chargers over the. Houston Texans 34 to 24 Falcons over Browns 23 20 that was a late comeback if I remember correctly and then you had the Cowboys over the Commanders 25 to 10 Cooper Cush keeping that streak alive at 3-0 the Eagles over the Jaguars 29 to 21 the Bills over the Ravens 23 to 20 the Cardinals over the Panthers 26 to 16 Matt Rule's job is really going to be out of here pretty quickly and then you had the Raiders over the Broncos and then finally Sun Sunday. Sunday night, you had the Packers over the Patriots in overtime. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. That was not Sunday night. That was a late game on Sunday. (laughs) Sunday night's final game of the year or week. Jeez, man, I'm messing up all over the place. Final night game. Game of the night! Wow, I am really killing this, aren't I? Uh, you had the Chiefs over the Bucks, forty-one to thirty-one, and then of course to wrap up the week on Monday Night Football, you had the 49ers with Shanahan, who's currently seven and one over McVay last week. I said he was undefeated, twenty-four to nine over the Rams. That was your Week Four recap. Obviously, there was a lot to say there. I stumbled a little bit at the end. We followed through perseverance, you know. Um, I'm not gonna spend too much time going over the recap, just a couple little quick things. I'm gonna bring more stuff up into the uh, takeaways in a couple segments here. Uh, first things first, Tua's hit was obviously terrifying. Um, there's a lot to be said there. Unacceptable in the Miami part, unacceptable on the NFL's part, a uh, lot to get into. Um, Seahawks lions. I was in attendance to that game. I was very frustrated with that game. Again, another thing we'll, we'll talk about during that takeaway segment, but let me tell you, um, as a lions fan, I was crushed by that game. Uh, and there was, there's been a lot of questions in Detroit. Um, moving forward, um, with the Bills, they showed – li- I, I, again, I was at the game, so I didn't get to see many of these. I know Jacksonville came out hot, was up at, I believe, 14 nothing at one point. And then the Bills um, obviously showed a little bit of um, – what's the word? A little – maybe weakness to the bill or the Ravens. Like they're relying a little bit too much on Josh Allen in that run game. And that's concerning. So 23, 20 there. Um, and then the box, you know, they just didn't look good against the chiefs. Obviously that was a pretty high scoring game, but man, the chiefs chiefs look pretty good, pretty scary. And then the Patriots surprised a couple people going, to, you know, neck and neck with uh, the Packers with Zappy at quarterback, which is surprising, but you know what? that's that's football it's any given Sunday and you know that's that's how it is there's surprises here and there and everywhere so yeah um obviously we had college football week five again I'm not going to go over all these games I will go over the games I talked about last weekend um we had Michigan over Iowa 27 to 14 that was a game I told you guys to keep an eye on it ended up being I think I was a little bit more paranoid because being a Michigan fan you just kind of get used to those games where it's like ee- You know, like Michigan tends to drop the ball on you when you're high on them. They're similar to the Lions. It's just a Michigan thing. Uh, Another game we talked about last weekend, we had Mississippi 22 to 19 over Kentucky. I was a little surprised by that. But Kentucky, you know, they played them strong, played them tight. Uh, That happens. I told you guys Oklahoma State was one of my favorite college football teams. They did end up beating Baylor 36 to 25. Obviously a good game. Alabama did exactly what I said they would do, even without Bryce Young halfway through that game, 49 to 26. It might have even been more than halfway through that game. Um, That was a big one. And then finally, what did we have last week? That was another big one we talked about. Um, Georgia and Missouri was a surprise. That was a a close game. Um, But that was not what I talked about last week. Another one was, in fact, Clemson over North Carolina State, 30 to 20. That was a game I told you guys to keep an eye on for. Um, Obviously, it didn't go the way I expected it to. I I didn't really have any. um, What's it called? high expectations but you know i I thought it would be it it obviously was a close game it was a 10 point game in college football that's pretty close and then finally the last game uh wake forest went over florida state 31 to 21 those were the recaps for last week's games obviously we have a new uh there were some shakeups there we have a new top 10 in college football so top five stayed the same actually i'm I'm wrong there uh alabama jumped over georgia obviously georgia looked a little questionable at times against Missouri. Uh, Another one people were talking about was Clemson going over Michigan. That did not happen. So the top five currently is Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson. Top five are the same teams. Obviously, a little change up in the top two. And then you have USC right behind Clemson. Oklahoma State jumped up two spots to number seven. Uh, Tennessee, Ole, uh, Ole Miss, and then obviously Penn State. Ole Miss actually jumped up five spots that week. That's pretty interesting. Kentucky dropped six. North Carolina State dropped four. And then obviously you can see the rest. LSU actually is in the top five now or top five, top 25 now. So that's, that's surprising with, uh, what's his name down there? Kelly being the coach. That's a little questionable. So that's that's your top 10 for college football right now. Um, this weekend, I think there's a couple top 25 matchups. You got TCU going into Kansas. You got Tennessee going to LSU. Um, Big 10 matchups. You got Michigan, Indiana. Uh, you got Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. That could be a more interesting game than it looks like. Um, we have another top 25 matchup, Utah going into UCLA. A couple good games coming up this weekend. Um, Not nearly as many as last weekend, but, you know, as the season progresses, there's going to be more the following week looking ahead. There's already, I'm counting six top 25 matchups. So that's really exciting. Um, College football has been fun this year. Um, Michigan is being, uh, you know, they're being looked at as a team that could actually make the college football playoff again this year. We'll see. I think their run game is awesome. I think Coram's great. I don't want to spend too much time talking about Michigan, but I am going to bring up another Michigan team. We have Ohio State going against Michigan State. Michigan State obviously has not looked great this year. Um, they are actually struggling. I believe they have two losses in a row, if I remember correctly. I feel so unprepared right now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they are, what, two and three now they've had? Yeah, um, actually, they have three losses in a row. They had Maryland over uh, beat them last weekend, 27-13. to 13. The weekend before, you had Minnesota. 34 to seven. And then obviously the weekend before that Washington state over Michigan state, this is rough for, I'm sorry, Washington over Michigan state, Michigan state. This is surprising to me. Um, you have Ohio state now coming to your, your stadium. They're going to stomp you. Uh, I think that's, they're going to play. I'm sure Michigan state will play Ohio state tough, but Michigan State's going to, or Ohio State's going to stomp you. And then you have Wisconsin the following week and Michigan the following week. Like you have a tough three weeks ahead. You do not want to be 0-3 going into those or 2-3 and 3 going into those. So, you know, Michigan State's got a rough road ahead of them. I'm sorry if you're a Michigan State fan because quite frankly, like, You have Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan, and then Illinois, Rutgers, Indiana. Those are going to obviously hopefully be wins for them. So maybe they're five and six at that point. And then they end the year in Happy Valley against Penn State. Like, that's sad. That's rough. I actually had higher expectations for Michigan State. I'm not trying to be like this typical Michigan fan that's like, oh, little brother. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But Michigan State is surprisingly bad this year and it's unfortunate because i like when they're good it's good for the big 10 it's just more fun football (laughs) that's enough about michigan teams so let's get into the biggest nfl takeaways i'm gonna pull up the records here obviously there's more stories than just records but let's talk about teams that Maybe might be surprising. Um, The first one that comes to mind right now is Jacksonville. They're two and two. Obviously, two and two is not a great record. But in that division right now, they're tied for first with the Titans. And I think Jacksonville's wins have looked more impressive than the Titans. Um, Obviously, they stomped the Chargers. Um, They stomped who uh, who was that 24 nothing over the Colts. I mean, they've looked good. And here's another interesting fact. Trevor Lawrence. And now, again, this is early in his career. He started his he started his career 0-9 on the road. Got his first win in week three this year, on the road against the Chargers. There is one other quarterback that's done that in NFL history. Now, before I say this name, I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but I've already compared he's already been compared to him. And if you look at last year's stats, they're almost identical to this other quarterback's stats in their rookie season. A lot of people were low on this guy. A lot of people said, you know, he's not as great as people thought. And then he ended up being a Hall of Famer, considered to be one of the greatest of all time. And that is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning and Trevor Lawrence both started their careers 0-9 on the road. Both won their first road game in week three of their second year in the league against the Chargers. Now, I know coincidences happen. But that's just strange to me. People called this guy the first like this guy's generational talent. This guy's so close to Peyton Manning. And I'm not saying that he is the next Peyton Manning, but it's trending in that direction, guys. He looks good. He's looked great this year. Bengals are starting to come on. I really bad transition there, but another AFC team. Bengals are starting to come together, starting to look a little bit better. That division right now, there's two or three top or three, two and two teams. Jeez, three, two and two teams in the AFC North right now. And then obviously the Steelers at one and three. That's a little bit of a surprise to me. I didn't expect the Steelers to finish below 500. We'll see if that, you know, equalizes throughout the season. And like I said, going back to the Jaguars, this could be an overreaction. I don't think they're going to win that division. I think it's probably going to be the Titans. Maybe the Colts, depending on how that goes, but obviously you have tonight's game where the Colts are going to Denver. Um, I'll get into that for the preview, but it's just been tough for the Colts. Um, Other teams, AFC West, you have the Chiefs and the Chargers. And the Broncos, the Raiders are obviously struggling there. Chiefs currently leading that division. That's kind of a surprise. I think Brad had uh, predictions for that. And I think him and I were kind of in agreement there. I think everybody was kind of sleeping on the Chiefs this year just because they lost Tyreek and all that stuff. But I I don't think I think people overlook the additions they made on defense. And then they have C. East, you have the Bills and the Dolphins tied for first. Uh, I believe the Dolphins have that tiebreaker. Yes, because they won over the Bills. Um, Obviously, that's going to change the Bills, despite their woes and their loss to Miami. They still have one of the highest scoring offenses in the league and one of the lowest scoring points against defenses in the league. Um, they're still, in my opinion, the number one team in the league, regardless of this past week's result. Um, I know some somebody who might be listening to the show right now, <laughs> Dan, that thinks that I'm too high on the Bills. I get it. But I'm telling you, they're going to be there, whether you like it or not. I get it. Their run game's rough. Hopefully it comes together. But I still believe in the Bills. Let's take it over to the NFC and talk about it a little bit. You have the Eagles. Now, this is a surprising team for me. Not really. I knew the Eagles were going to be good this year. I knew they'd win the NFC. East. I've been calling it since last year. I like Sirianni as a coach. I like the additions they've made. They made even more additions this year on defense and the draft and then in the offseason. They just look good. But right behind them, you got the Cowboys and the Giants at three and one piece. That is surprising to me. Um... Not necessarily Cowboys. I knew the Cowboys would kind of hang in there, but when they lost Dak in that first week, like obviously people overreacted. But to think that the 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 Dallas Cowboys are three and zero with a backup quarterback is crazy to me. And it it brings up the question: like, when Dak is healthy, do you keep Cooper Rush in there? Like, is 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 it better for Kellen Moore's offense to keep him in there? Another big takeaway from the Cowboys. I don't want to spend too much time talking about him because you guys know where my opinion lies with them. But Michael Parsons is a beast. Um, he had some questionable things going into the draft last year, but man, he can't. You can't overlook that. He's 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 good. Um, and then the Giants, obviously, Brian Dable is just a great coach over there. Apparently, because I mean, they look good their their point differential is not that great but they're finding ways to win games with that with with, um josh daniels at quarterback or danny i'm sorry yeah no that's right man I, i i'm i'm tired guys i'm tired um this is bad radio you know what i meant not josh daniels why can't i think of his name oh geez guys ignore this you know what fine moving forward let's go into the nfc west uh, you had the, you the honestly they're all tied right now 2-2 two, two, all of gray across the board you have the Niners, the Rams, Cardinals and Seahawks. Seahawks are obviously the worst team in that division. Um they uh beat the Lions this past weekend. Um and we'll get into the Lions and why I think there should be some alarming things to think about but you know, uh, that's, that's another division that, you know, it, we'll see how it goes. It's probably going to be the Rams or the Niners. If you ask me right here, right now, um, Cardinals are still questionable to me and the Seahawks are just not, not that great, but you know, that's what it is. NFC North, you have the Vikings and the Packers tied at first three and one Packers are still there. Vikings are still there. Um, I had this is actually minus the end or the bottom of this division. That's pretty much how I guess the the uh, end of the year look. Vikings number one, Packers two, Lions three, and Bears fourth in that division. That was just early predictions. Um, if you look at the points scored in this division right now, the Lions pretty much blow out anybody in that division. I mean, offensively they look incredible, but at the same time. Their defense is giving up almost double what any of his teams in that division are giving away. So they look historically bad and um, I'll get back to them in a second here. And then NFC South, you know, the Falcons and the Buccaneers tied for first and then the uh, Panthers and Saints tied for last in that division. That's surprising to me as well. I thought the Saints would be a little bit higher. I thought the Panthers would be in second. Falcons would probably be at the bottom. Um, Matt rule is going to lose his job very, very soon. Uh, I do not see a reason why he wouldn't. Um, And then you look in college, like he's a much better college football coach. Like what he did at Temple, what he did at Baylor, he was great. So why not, dude? Why not leave the Panthers and go to like Wisconsin or um, Nebraska or any of the other schools? Georgia Tech was one we talked about last weekend. Like there are plenty of big name schools with open positions, at head coach and like That's your bread and butter. That's where you win games. Why not leave the NFL, rebuild your legacy? And maybe in a few years, if you want to take another shot at it, go ahead. But like it's kind of proven that like the NFL, just a lot of college football coaches just don't translate well to the NFL. The only one I can think of only two, three I can think of. I think John Harbaugh was a coach in college. Um, Jim Harbaugh, obviously, uh, was a pretty good coach in the NFL. Pete Carroll's another one. Outside of that, I don't know many. And the one, I I mean, I could be mistaken. I could be missing a couple here and there. I'm sure some of those coaching guys, like if you go way, way back, but I just don't look in recent history and just most of history. A lot of college football coaches don't translate well to the NFL. And it's probably because you're going from, a bunch of kids that rely on you for scholarship to grown ass men who are getting paid millions of dollars. And are like, look, dude, I've been doing this my whole life. I think that might change though with college football, college football is in a position right now where like we just mentioned it, like there's a bunch of college football head coaching jobs open right now. There isn't much time for a team to turn it around. I mean, you're talking about like Wisconsin losing their coach, um, firing him, not losing him, firing him. When he won the Big Ten, he won the Big Ten West, he's got over sixty wins. Like he was a pretty good coach, but that wasn't good enough for Wisconsin, which is crazy to think about. Like I understand they had a rough start to this year, but that's what college football is. And then throwing the transfer portal where players can be like, nah, I'm out of here like that. Like it's it's an intent, like it's starting to kind of become a professional sport in its own way. Like, yeah, they're getting ready for the pros, but they have a lot of freedom now that they didn't have a couple years ago. So, um, you know, that's cool. That's cool for the players, obviously with NIL deals too. Like that's, that's cool. Do you want to let it get out of hand? I don't know. And is there a chance it will? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like to think that players can just dip out on their scholarships just to go somewhere else because they feel like they're slighted or whatever. Like I know, obviously that's happened before, but to think it happened so quickly. And I, I, I want to say there was a player last year that was like mid season switched teams and it worked out for him. But like, that's it, it, crazy to me. I mean, it's, it's especially if you think it like in the perspective of their college students too, that they can just kind of freely jump ship and go to another school, no problem and no cost changes or whatever. Like I get it, they're athletes and all that. But like for a normal ass student being there like, damn man, I want to, I want to switch to a different school, but you know, whatever. Um, that's, that's life, I guess. Uh, Let's talk about Tua a little bit, and then we'll talk about the Lions a little bit more. But we got Tua. Um, Obviously, last weekend was scary. Uh, Last Thursday, rather. That was a scary hit. I mean, to think that someone got hit so hard that they couldn't move their hands and that their brainstem decided to, you know, take over because the rest of its brain couldn't work. Like, that is terrifying. And to think that uh, the team let him go out after the big hit on Sunday we kind of talked about that last week where, you know, we saw him stumble and stuff. Obviously there's rule changes in place coming now. Like they're saying as we, as soon as I'm sure it's probably already in effect, but if there's any visible instability automatically players ruled out of the game, that's probably a good thing for player safety. But this brings into the question, do we see to a play again? Um, Is, is this the end of his career? And honestly, like at this point, man, when you think there, you got doctors, like I forget the doctor's name that discovered CTE. He's saying like, man, you got to stop like four serious concussions. He's saying like based on watching that head, obviously you can't say like, obviously if I watched that, yeah, I would have thought he had severe brain damage too. I thought at one point he could have been dead, but I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Um, But for him to say like, you know, he could have serious long-term severe brain damage just based on watching it is insane Um, to think that, you know. Obviously, it's a game we all enjoy and we don't want to think about those bad times, but we've seen it. I mean, there's there's players that uh, that have killed themselves. There's players that have killed their families and then themselves like they put themselves in serious damage or uh, danger for uh, regarding CT or at least that's that's what's been said. Brain injuries, regardless of the sport, regardless of what you feel about them, they're important and your brain's important. So when you think that a young guy like this, an undersized quarterback, what is he three, four years in the league, like had a promising bright future. But, you know, it it is something to think about long term, like as a 23 year old or however old he is. Do you really want to, like, continue to put yourself in harm's way and like two serious concussions within four days of each other? Like, I don't know if I'd want to get back out there, regardless how much I love the game. I mean, it's not worth my life to me um you made your money people are remember you people are gonna it doesn't ruin your legacy i think most people would understand if you don't want to play anymore um i don't blame you um and that's if to was obviously listening i doubt he is but if you were to listen to this i hope he understands that like people are going to understand if you decide you want to hang him up and don't want to put yourself and your life at danger um there's there's something called second impact syndrome um this is when you have two serious head injuries within a short amount of time. That could be a couple hours. It could be a couple of days. It could be a couple of weeks. Depends obviously on the injuries, but like, if you look into that a little bit more like some of the data on that like there's a 50 percent chance of mortality there like you die there's a 50 percent chance you die in a second impact syndrome situation like if it's a hard enough hit um there's a hundred percent chance that there's a long-term effects or vegetative states like that's scary that's terrifying to think about and to think that we all watch this game and have fun and we have these strong opinions and we get in fights and we laugh and we make fun of players and all that stuff like you know what at the end of the day they are putting their times like that really humble us as fans to remind us like these guys are actually regardless of what we think about how much money they make that really are putting their lives on the line out there and it really is important to them and how many of us are willing to go into work and say like we could have a serious brain injury we could have a serious spine injury like uh, uh what's his name shazier a few years ago like these guys put their bodies on the line so are you willing to do that for your job for millions of dollars maybe maybe some people will be but you know it's just something to think about and that hit was scary and I think it's crazy that Mike McDaniel went from one of the most beloved coaches in the league for a first time or two one of the most hated within a couple hours Um, I think a a lot of that's cooled off I haven't heard much on it anymore but I know a lot of people had some pretty negative reactions when it came to Mike McDaniel's decision to let Tua play in that game Uh, with that being said my Miami's still got a chance with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is not a bad backup. He was really good before a serious injury with the Vikings. Another guy who's been through that. So he could probably help Tua in some ways, I'm sure. Um, but obviously had injuries and leg injuries are much different things. Um, so the, the future is yet to be seen for Tua and uh, hopefully he's doing okay. And, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see how it goes for the rest of the season for Miami. And, you know. I'm sure that obviously it's a seldom thing to talk about, but moving forward, it is going to go back into football and we can start paying attention to Miami football again, but highlighting to his thing and seeing the aftermath of what's happening around the NFL and seeing guys like, sorry, I keep going into it, but like John Harbaugh saying like, I've been coaching for 40 years. I've never seen something like that. Um, Belichick had some things to say. You had, ryan clark say man like tom will not stop me from playing once and said like that would never be something that he'd let me do and obviously they're gonna it's gonna be something that's like pump that story more and i'm contributing to that but at the same time it's an important thing to talk about so that's all i have on tua um moving on from there another big takeaway i have of the lions uh i don't want to spend too much time i know this isn't a detroit sports podcast but as a lions fan i feel entitled to tell other lions fans to say look I was at the game and some people wanted to blame the refs. I haven't heard much of that this week, thankfully. But I was so damn mad to hear a bunch of NFL or a bunch of Lions fans yell and boo and scream and cry about the refs, quote unquote, rigging the game. And the play that specifically is being called out is the one where the play clock didn't play and they had to repeat third down and it was like third and 15. And then the following play, uh, uh, Rashad Penny just ran in like a 40 yard touchdown on the Detroit's uh, defense immediately upon that call happening upon that touchdown happening like People started crying and booing. And I I I was a little toasted at that point, but I got up and I yelled. I was like, don't blame the rest for this. Blame your team's defense. Detroit's defense is currently the historically worst team in the league right now in defense. 141 points allowed versus 140 points scored. That's insane to think about. Number one defense or number one offense versus the absolute worst defense through four weeks of the NFL season. Now it brings up the question. There's a lot of talk now in Detroit, especially. Um, is Dan Campbell the right guy? Is Aaron Glenn the right guy? A lot of people are questioning the coaches. Last year was, you know, if the offense could just score another touchdown, we'd win a lot more games. This year, is, if the Detroit, if the defense can make one or two stops, we'd just win more games. Eventually, these excuses have to stop. I get it. Talent's an issue. Defense has, the little to no talent. Uh, yeah, you have Hutchinson. He's a first round rookie. He's a rookie. Malcolm Rodriguez is a sixth-round rookie. Like those guys wouldn't. Uh, Hutchinson is an exception, but Malcolm Rodriguez—if your defense was any good—he wouldn't be starting this year, whether he was good or not. He's a sixth-round rookie um, on any other team. Now, to be that being said, though, looking around the league, there's other teams that have less defense or less less talent on your defense and are able to uh, stop teams like Atlanta's defense, for example. They held Seattle down to 20 points. Why can't the lions hold them down to 30? Even if you are that bad, like Detroit sports fans, especially they don't even want a good defense. They just want a defense that can hang in there. They can make a stop. It is unacceptable for any team to allow another team to get the football. And anytime they have the football, they just get a touchdown or get a field goal, but that's enough about the lions. That's where I'm at. The lions defense is atrocious. Lions offense is pretty damn good. Um, that's my biggest takeaway there let's go into the nfl san uh nfl preview for week five uh, we got some good games obviously tonight's game or last night's game for the viewers who are listening on Friday because that's when this episode comes out You had the Colts going into the Broncos these are two teams that really need to win um Broncos are questionable just because Nathaniel Hackett has just been a questionable coach they haven't looked that great when Russell Wilson like coming in was like a big deal for them and everybody was hype on the Denver Broncos with all the talent they have on offense and some guys on the defense like they just haven't been there and then they lost Javante Williams this past week with an Achilles injury that's obviously going to hurt him because melvin gordon their backup fumbles a lot he just hasn't looked as good as he did when he was with the chargers um and then they signed latavius murray who's obviously not able to play because he was just in london and you know it takes a little time to adjust to a new team so he is inactive tonight or last night and then you have the colts on the other side who don't have uh shaquille griffin and then you have uh you know they just haven't looked good jonathan stewart's obviously out um they've had some injuries um For that game, I'm not going to say much more. I had the Broncos winning that game by a close one. Obviously, they both need to win it. But I had the Broncos winning that game. Going into Sunday, we have another London game. We have the New York Giants versus the Packers at 930 on Thanksgiving. Oh, my God, I'm a mess today in London. Um, That should be an interesting game. I think the Packers will probably win that. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Then you have the Detroit revenge game against Matt. Patricia, this is a game where I swear, man. I, if the Lions lose this game, and if they look anywhere near what they did last weekend, Detroit's going to burn down, and not in a good way. Like Detroit fans are not going to be happy if they lose to Matt Patricia. Let me tell you, because the hate they have for Matt Patricia is more than you can ever imagine. Like the, I'm talking, like um, what was that old oh, man? I can't think of his name either. I'm brain dead tonight. Um, oh, jeez that old gm they used to have oh this is gonna kill me because i know his name i hate him oh man <laughs> rough not bob quinn i'm talking like back in the 2000s that uh, the guy who like set the lines back for like 10 years patricia's hated to that level um so they need to win that game period but i don't care how they win it they just need to win it uh, you have the Chargers going to the Cleveland Browns. Um, that should be an interesting game. You have it Chargers historically haven't looked good when they travel west to east. So I'm going to lean Browns there. Uh, you got the Houston Texans going to the Jaguars. Jaguars have just looked better than they should this year. I think the Jaguars will win that one. Falcons going into the Bucs. Bucks are going to bounce back, obviously. Tom Brady's ready to go. Um, There's some news there, but I don't want to report on somebody's, uh, you know, personal life can stay out of football, if you ask me. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers going into the Buffalo Bills. That should be an interesting game based on last year's result. Steelers did beat the Bills last year. Don't forget it, but I don't think that'll happen this year. We might actually see Kenny Pickett this weekend. That is not confirmed yet, but we will see. Uh, You have the Miami Dolphins going in the New York Jets. Jets are obviously looking pretty decent this year. And then Miami, obviously playing with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm thinking Jets win that game game i'm not gonna give you a pick every time now you got the bears going to the vikings nfc north matchup people will hype it up i'm not really hyping it up bears are obviously not as good as the vikings you have the tennessee titans going to the washington commanders commanders obviously need to bounce back since they're lost to the lions they haven't really looked good since um seattle going into the saints saints obviously need to win too um yeah, 49ers going to Carolina. Carolina again. Matt Rule is coaching his ass off, trying to win. Uh, trying to try, not coaching his ass off in a good way. He's coaching his ass off to save his ass. Um, and then you have Philly going to the Cardinals. Philly's obviously, the, in my opinion, the second best team in the league right now. Maybe Kansas City's up there too. Dallas going to the Rams. That's a game that you know. This might be where Cooper Cush's, uh his streak might end. Uh, you know, three and O is a good run. Going to the Rams, though, that's a tough one. Uh, Although the Rams haven't looked that great this year, so we'll see. Micah Parsons might give Stafford a hard time. Who knows, there might be a couple picks thrown because Stafford looks like he's playing in Detroit. And then you have the Cincinnati Bengals going into the Baltimore Ravens stadium on Sunday night football. And then to wrap up the week, you have the Las Vegas Raiders going to Kansas City. Um, That's a pretty obvious one. I think... (laughs) The Chiefs are probably going to win that. Pat Mahomes just in prime time, two weeks in a row. I, I think that's just his bread and butter. I don't like... I'm not a big Mahomes guy. I never have been, but that's more so because a lot of people just... You know, to excuse my French dick, ride him. Um, I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I just don't like the the infatuation people have for Pat Mahomes. Uh, but I do think the Chiefs win that game. That is... Your week five preview for the NFL. Now, let's wrap this main storyline stuff up with the MLB playoff picture. Last week, I told you guys the teams that clinched, there were seven teams. Uh, we finally have a playoff picture because the playoffs start today. Um, we have the wild card rounds. The teams that wrapped up that 12 team field, you have the Tampa Bay Rays, Miami Mariners, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the San Diego Padres. Um, Those are your final five teams. Uh, Let's see. What were those matchups tonight? You have a best of three series between the Rays going into the Guardians, the Mariners going to the Blue Jays. And then you also have, uh, what do we got here? Uh, The Phillies going to the Cardinals and the Padres going to the Mets. I told you guys last week, I'm not very well versed in baseball. Um, But if you are into baseball, playoff baseball, hey, it's your time. It starts tonight. Uh, And then... To wrap up this week i know i've been kind of all over the place hope you guys have adhd because i kind of feel like i do my brain has been toasted but with all that being said we got the fast break let's kick you guys off into a good weekend we got the fast break so here we go you had the matt bars or matt bars all the islanders the center got an eight-year 73.2 million dollar extension NBA star, legend, goat, whatever you want to call him, LeBron James says he'd like to own one expansion team in Las Vegas. Now, this is interesting because he recently became the first active player with a billionaire status. That I did not know that. LeBron James is a billionaire. Um, that doesn't surprise me, but like, that's pretty impressive. Uh, You have Nick Saban, who's undecided whether Bryce Young will be playing in this weekend's game against Texas A&M. Bryce Young obviously won the Heisman last year. He was one of the Heisman favorites for this year. Deal with a shoulder injury. He's a true game-time decision for this coming week against Texas A&M. Finally, you had Draymond Green and teammate Jordan Poole getting to a physical altercation after practice on Wednesday leaving many speculating Green's future with the team now this is interesting I, I heard earlier today on Woodward Sports they were talking about Draymond Green potentially becoming a piston because he played at Michigan State I'm not a fan of that personally but it is kind of interesting oh geez I had an alarm go off there I apologize it is kind of interesting that Draymond Green is starting to you know He's not as productive as he used to be, so I think he's more dispensable than he was a few years ago. So it is kind of interesting to see uh, what happens there. Obviously, you don't want your teammates fighting with each other. But that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Box Score Sports. That was episode 45 in the books. This is probably the last time you'll hear my voice for a while. So hopefully you guys enjoyed me while I was filling in for Brad. Brad should return next week. I hope he does because, man, I slaughtered this week's episode, if you ask me. Maybe not. Maybe I'm overreacting. We'll let Brad decide. You guys enjoy your weekend, enjoy the NFL, enjoy college football, enjoy the MLB playoffs, enjoy the NBA uh, and NHL preseason, and enjoy whatever sport, any fall activity you have to do, whatever the case may be. You enjoy your weekend this fine October, and I will talk to you another time. Peace.